Thank you, Lord, for this grace to come into your presence. Thank you for the blessing of knowing you, for the blessing of calling you Father, calling you my Master, calling you my King and my Savior. Thank you, Lord God, for the blessing of worshiping you as ancient of days, as King of kings, Lord of lords. Thank you for the privilege to worship you as the one who is faithful, the I am, the one who is worthy of glory, praise, honor, and adoration. Thank you for the, for the privilege to worship the one before whom all the angels and the elders in heaven cry out, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord, for this privilege. We give you all the praise and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we have come seeking this morning. We have come to magnify your holy name. We have come, Lord, to read and learn in your presence. We ask this morning that let your name be great. Let your name be greatly praised. We ask this morning, let your name be magnified above all else, above everyone else. Let your name be magnified. We ask this morning that as we read the word, Lord, you will speak to us again. Help us to learn in your presence and cause your name to be glorified once again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. We continue our reading of the book of Mark. We undertook the challenge of finishing the New Testament in the about three months that we, the three last months of this year. Okay. And that's what we've been doing. We've been trying to read two chapters every day uh, in the 30, 30 minutes, about 30 minutes that we have to read the Bible. So what you realize is that if you can give one hour, just one hour to reading the Bible every day, you can actually read the Bible through twice in the year. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yes. Okay, so yesterday we stopped on, on chapter 12. Today we take chapters 13 and 14, but chapter 14 is has 70, about 72 chapters, okay? So that's a long read. So what we'll do is somewhere in chapter 14, uh, we, will stop, we will stop reading today. Chapter 13, Jesus speaks about the future just like he did in Matthew chapter 24. So we'll compare notes slightly, okay? But our goal is not to do an harmonized study. We said that would be the first thing we would do at the beginning of the year in 2023. And then in chapter 20, in chapter 14, we see uh, Judas agree to betray Jesus, the Last Supper, and of course, Jesus predicts his death and the Garden of Gethsemane. I am thinking that we should stop, um, yes, if we can get to where Jesus stands before the council, that would be a good place to stop. Please get your Bibles. Let's read together this morning 
Mark, Mark chapter 13 and 14. So by tomorrow, we should conclude the book of Mark by reading the remaining chapters in, um, in chapter 14 and then take chapter 15 and 16. Jesus speaks about the future, verse 1. As Jesus was leaving the temple that day, one of his disciples said, Teacher, look at these magnificent buildings. Look at the impressive stones in the walls. Jesus replied, Yes, look at these great buildings, but they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. I'm telling you, exactly. It happened exactly. Um, it was, everything was carried out by, by Titus. I don't know whether you want to call him the emperor at that time, but his father was the emperor, Vespasian. He was the emperor at that time. He began this, uh, the conquest of Jerusalem. Okay, and of course, the destruction of the temple, uh, but then returned to Rome to be crowned as the emperor and left his son, Titus, who was the one who goes on to eventually destroy, carry out this prophecy of Jesus. Jesus says not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat, sat on the Mount of Olives across the valley from the temple. Peter, James, John, and Andrew came to him privately and asked him, Tell us, when will all this happen? What sign will show us that these things are about to be fulfilled? Okay, Jesus told them the stones, everything that they were seeing was all going to be destroyed. They come back with a question, when will what signs will show us that these things are about to be fulfilled? Jesus' response, okay, gives them the signs, the things to look for uh, before Titus comes to destroy everything. And then, okay, the signs that gives us, okay, are the signs of his second coming. And like I said, the temple will be rebuilt. You know, in a short time from now, not too long from now, actually, it, I, I believe in our generation, the temple in Jerusalem will be rebuilt and then it will be destroyed again. And then Jesus will come with the second coming. So you decide which of the second coming Jesus is referring to. Jesus replied, verse 5, don't let anyone mislead you for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many and you will hear of wars and threats of war, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. We said that that described the Antichrist, the Antichrist claiming that he was the Messiah. And we said, look, the first prophet, who comes, you know, using miraculous signs to de deceive even the very elects themselves. And during this period, there will be wars and rumors of war. Okay, so Jesus is not referring to the wars and the rumors of war that you are hearing in our own time. He's talking about the wars that would take place during the period when the Antichrist has shown himself. He says, yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. 
nations. Again, the end does not talk about the end of time, just the end of this dispensation. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in many parts of the world as well as famines. But this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. We said that these are the period of the tribulation and these are the 21 judgment. Jesus is describing earthquakes in many parts of the world, famines. He said, look, these are just bed pains, the first bed pains. The main deal is coming. You want to know them, go to the book of Revelation and read about the seven trumpets, the seven vials that are poured on the earth and the seven seas that are broken. He says, uh, with more to come, verse 9, when these things begin to happen, watch out, you will be handed over to the local council. If these things begin to happen, actually, you missed the rapture. Yes, you missed the rapture. And I'm telling you, believers will be persecuted like you have never seen before. Jesus says you will be handed over to the local council and beaten in the synagogues. He's referring more to the Jews. Remember, I said that the rapture focuses on taking the church away from here. The Jews are going to be beaten in their synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. He said, but this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. For the good news must first be preached to all nations. The good news must first be preached to all nations. Says, but when you are arrested and stand trial, don't worry in advance about what to say. Just say what God tells you at that time. For it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Many people will be martyred billions will be killed how do we know we see them standing before the throne of god in the book of revelation he says but when you are arrested and say don't worry he said the spirit of the, uh he says it is not you who will be speaking but the holy spirit verse 12 a brother will betray his brother to death a father will betray his own child and children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed yes we said this will begin to take place when they start giving out uh, the mark of the beasts and the mark of the Antichrist, you know, and this is going to be the only way people will be able to, to even get something to eat. They will have to betray one another and, and root out Christians. And, and the Jews at this time, many of them will become followers of Jesus. Okay? And I'm telling you, millions and millions of them who will then turn billions to Christ. Hallelujah. Since, yes, they will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. Verse 13, and everyone will hate you because you are my followers. But the one who endures to the end... The one who endures to the end will be saved. We say what Jesus is referring to is those who hold on to their faith. There are two ways of looking at this, this verse, verse 13. Number one are those who hold on. They don't give up. At this time, you will literally have to give up, give your life to, become, to be saved. After the rapture, the Holy Spirit would have been lifted up from the earth. 
Yes, you will need to endure to the end to be saved. That's one. The other set of people he's referring to are those who will hold on until they see Jesus. Okay, they keep on running around, keeping themselves until they see the Son of Man returning. He says, but the one who endures to the end, who endures to the very end will be saved. The day is coming when you will see the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing where where he should not be. I love the way the New Living Translation puts it. It says standing where he, not it, okay? Standing where he should not be. It says then those in Judea must flee to the hills. Why? Because they missed the rapture. Actually, it would have been three and a half years that the rapture had, had happened. Okay? The sacrilegious object that causes desecration is a person. It says standing where he, a person, the person who will be the sacrilegious object will be the Antichrist. It goes into the temple of Jer- in Jerusalem that would be rebuilt and then presents himself as God and demands to be worshipped. His image is created and the, the prophet gives life to the image of the beast and then people begin to worship that image. That is the sacrilegious object that causes desecration. Jesus says, when you see this, then those in Judea must flee to the hills. Okay? Some say that this is how God will protect the nation of Israel. And they will flee to the mountains. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, you know, so the Lord will, will encompass around his people. You know that scripture? Yes. Jesus says, then those in Judea must flee to the hills. It says, a person out in the deck of the roof must not go down into the house to park. A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. It will be terrible. Okay, Uh, but sincerely, you will have three and a half years to prepare. Yes, this day is coming after the rapture happens. It's three and a half years. When it begins, all hell will break loose. The Antichrist will reveal himself for who he really is, the Antichrist, and everything that is anti-God, how terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. It is and pray that your flight will not be in, in winter, for there will be greater there will be greater anguish in those days than at, at any time since God created the world, and it will never be so great again. In fact, Unless the Lord shortens that time of calamity, not a single person will survive. For the sake of his chosen ones, he has shortened those days. He has shortened it because we know it is another three and a half years. The old tribulation is seven years. Three and a half years, the Antichrist reveals himself. From the point where he reveals himself, there will be another three and a half years to when Jesus will return. So Jesus says that for the sake of the elects, of believers, God shortens those days. In fact, he says, but for the sake of his chosen one, he has, 
he has shortened those days okay you will have three and a half years to hold on however if you are listening to me you have a chance to do something about it you don't have to miss the rapture accept jesus today as your lord and savior 21 then if anyone tells you look here is the messiah because the antichrist will be presented as the messiah if anyone tells you look here is the messiah or there he is don't believe it for false messiahs and false prophets i said it is directly referring to the false prophet the second beast that you see in the book of revelation and the first beast the antichrist so for false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform signs and wonders so as to deceive if possible even god's chosen ones watch out i have warned you about this ahead of time at that time after the anguish of those days the sun will be darkened the moon will give no light the stars will fall from the sky and the powers of the heavens will be shaken he is describing as as the seals are broken the trumpets are blown blown and the vials are poured out upon the earth he says the powers in the heavens will be shaken then everyone will see then then at the, we know that at the end of the pouring out of the of the seventh bowl then everyone will, will see the son of man coming on the clouds with great power and glory hallelujah and he will send out his angel that is jesus's second coming he will send out his angels to gather his chosen one from all over the world from the farthest end of the earth and heaven now learn a lesson from the fig tree when its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout you know that summer is near in the same way when you see all these things taking place you can know that his return is very near right at the door which return is jesus talking about is this his return as as in coming to take the church the rapture or is it his return as in his final second second coming obviously you can see clearly that he is talking about his second final second coming in other words as he is talking to these disciples he is talking directly to the nation of israel i did say when we studied the book of revelations together okay the church will not be here for the tribulation jesus is telling them look you guys talking about they are representing the jewish nation you will go through these things he said in the same way when you see all these things the jewish nation listen you see all these things taking place you can know that his return jesus's second return is very near right at the door i tell you the truth this generation will not pass from the scene before all these things take place heaven and earth will disappear but my words will never disappear i said there are two ways of looking at, at that of course that generation was around when titus begins to destroy the temple but the generation in which jesus is referring to is that last part of the statue that daniel saw that last statue that daniel saw when he saw the statue of king nebuchadnezzar of the head of gold and then the feet of iron 
and clay. That is the last generation or the final beast that appeared, the fourth beast that Daniel sees in his vision. That is the generations that Jesus is dividing it into. And he says that I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the sin before all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Remember when Jesus was around, it was the last part of that feat. Remember, legs of iron and feet of iron and clay. It was that generation that Jesus was referring was referring to. The iron is the Roman Empire, which was the, the empire in charge when Jesus was speaking. So, yes, his words are still true. That generation, this, this generation is still in place. Verse 32, however, uh, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen, not even, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself, only the Father knows. And since you don't know when that time will come, uh, be on guard, stay alert. The coming of the Son of Man will be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instruction about the work they were to do, and he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. You too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the house will return, in the evening, at midnight, before dawn, or at daybreak. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you what I say to everyone, watch for him. Yes, that will be our talking point this morning. Uh, the words of Jesus, watch for my second coming. Okay, Jesus has kept us, you know, given us an assignment. That's why we are not saved and we are sent straight to heaven. No, we are, we are here to do our assignment. But Jesus says, keep watch. Keep watch so that you don't miss the rapture. If you miss the rapture, then you will have to go through everything he is telling the disciples. The instruction is living for the nation of Israel. You will need to keep watch until the very end. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to Mark chapter 14. Jesus anointed at Bethany. It was now two days before Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law were still looking for an opportunity to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. They had been looking for it right from verse 3, according to the book of Mark. But now, during the Passover celebration, they agreed, all the people may riot. Okay? They, wanted, they really wanted this thing done as soon as possible. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was, while he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from the incense of nard. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Yes, so here we see another Simon Simon the leper, okay, who Jesus, you know, previously had leprosy and Jesus healed him. I want to say a big thank you to my sister who, who solved this assignment. Yes, she sent it in and in fact did not even stay with just the New Testament. She gave us all the Simons, okay, all the Simons that you have in the whole of the New Testament. Thank you. Thank you, Ma. 
God, God bless you. I'm, I'm glad that people are paying attention. They are listening, you know, and they are even doing their assignments. You know, my heart is so blessed. So yes, yeah, Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, okay? And while he was there, you know, this woman comes in, breaks this, opens this jar, and pours on him uh, this, uh, this expensive perfume made from, from essence of nard. Some of those at the table uh, at the table were indignant. Why waste such expensive perfume, they asked. It could have been sold for a year's wage, wages and the money given to the poor. So they, they scolded her harshly. But Jesus replied, leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you. And you can, you can help them. Eh? You can help them whenever you want to. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could and have anointed my body for burial ahead of time. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. I don't know whether we remember we remember our good deed as um, we really spend time really looking at the significance of what she did here, and whether we even remember it at all. But she was preparing the body of Jesus for burial for him to go to the cross and die and to then to be buried she was actually giving him courage i'm telling you what she did gave Jesus the courage to go to the cross this woman will be celebrated in heaven next Jesus Judas agrees to betray Jesus then Judas Iscariot one of the 12 disciples went to the leading priest to arrange to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted when they heard why he had come and they promised to give him money. So he began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. I have heard those who preach that, you know, because it seems as if, <laughs> you know, in Mark's account, it almost connected, you know, uh, the wastes of the money of, uh, of the perfume poured on Jesus' head and then this story of Judas going to the elders to tell them that look, he was ready if they gave him money to betray to betray Jesus. And I've had preachings of those who connect it and say Judas was just looking for money during that period. Okay, and you know that even Mark, though Mark does not mention it, it was Judas who was scolding the woman that why did you waste all this money? We could have sold it, whereas. <laughs> selling it he knew that they would have had even more opportunity to pocket some extra money okay i don't know when we get to heaven heaven we'll find out how correct that is but i think if you look at luke's account you know there was a process it took time judas was always looking for the opportunity um, and this um actually happened a day or two before the passover so no um, I, I do not agree with that preaching. Let's look at the last supper, verse 12. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, sacrificed Jesus' disciples asked him, where do you want us to go to prepare the Passover meal for you? So Jesus sent two of them into Jerusalem with this instruction. As you go into the city, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. 
at the house he enters say to the owner the teachers the teacher asks where is the guest room where i can eat the passover meal with my disciples he will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up that is where you should prepare our meal so the two disciples went into the city and found everything just as jesus had said and they prepared the passover meal there in the evening jesus arrived with the twelve as they were at the table eating so it's possible that it wasn't any one of the twelve that were that were sent to go and prepare the table right it says in the evening jesus arrived with the twelve as they were at the table okay so most likely it might have been even the women that were sent but two of them were sent okay um as they were at the table eating jesus said i tell you the truth one of you eating with me here will betray me greatly distressed each one asked in turn am i the one he replied it is one of you twelve who is eating from this bowl with me for the son of man must die as the scripture declares declared long ago but how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him it would be far better for that man if he had never been born and i'm telling you big shame great shame at the judgment judas you betrayed jesus 22 as they were eating jesus took some bread and blessed it then he broke it in 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 pieces and gave it to the disciples saying take it take it for this is my body and he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to god for it he gave it to them and they all drank from it and he said to them this is my blood of course this is the communion this is my blood which confirms the covenant between god and his people it is poured out as a sacrifice for many i tell you the truth i will not drink wine again until the day i drink it new in the kingdom of god i think that day will be the marriage feast of the lamb just before Jesus's second coming. He says, Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. Next, Jesus predicts Peter's denier on the way Jesus told them, All of you will desert me, for the scripture says, God, God will strike the shepherd. Okay, God will strike the shepherd. It is God who will strike the shepherd. Oh, Zechariah chapter 13, verse 7. God says he will strike the shepherd because God permitted it. Uh-huh. God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will scattered. I'm telling you, Jesus' death on the cross was not the manipulation of the devil. If the devil thought he, he had everything all worked out, it was all God's intention. God's plan was being fulfilled. God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. But after I am raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter said to him, even if everyone deserts you, I will never, I will, he says, I never will, I never will. Verse 30, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows twice, you will deny three times that you even know me. The rooster crows twice. The denier is thrice. Note it for those who are Bible students. Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny three three times that you even know me. 
No, Peter declared emphatically, even if I am even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the others vowed the same. Next, Jesus prays in Gethsemane. They went to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And Jesus said, sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him. And he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and fell on the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them again and prayed the same prayer as before. When he returned, he, uh, when he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they, they, they couldn't keep their eyes open, and they didn't know what to say. When he returned to them the third time, he said, Go ahead and sleep, have your rest. But no, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is yeah oh we almost got to the council part all right uh, let's take under another 30 seconds jesus is betrayed and arrested verse 43 and immediately even as jesus said this judas one of the 12 disciples arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs they had been sent by the leading priests, the teachers of religious law and the elders the traitor Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. Then, then you can take him away under guard. As soon as they arrived, Judas walked up to Jesus. Rabbi, he exclaimed and gave him the kiss. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slaves slashing off his ears all right let's stop here okay judas betrayed jesus with a kiss i pray that you will not betray jesus in the mighty name of jesus peter himself denied him i pray you will not deny jesus in the mighty name of jesus father we say thank you help us to stay faithful to you help us to live for you let your name be glorified again in our lives in jesus mighty name we pray all right thank you so much for listening today god bless you enjoy your day